Well, hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We are so excited for this episode. We had on the amazing Erin McIntyre. She is a functional registered dietitian nutritionist that specializes in women's health, cycle awareness, preconception, fertility, and beyond. Erin runs her virtual private practice, Erin M. Wellness, where she sees clients one-on-one to help them balance hormones, prepare for pregnancy, or dig deeper to understand what might be contributing to challenges with fertility. Erin uses a functional approach where she seeks to find the root cause of any imbalances or symptoms and seeks to empower her clients along the way. Yeah, you guys, this episode was so amazing. It was tactile with so much information, so many little golden nuggets, and we just are so excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, She gave us vital information, I would say, about just fertility, conception, how it correlates with our health, how nutrition correlates with our health, and then really kind of explained and broke down the different cycles within our menstruation of just every different phase, having a purpose, the reason behind it, and then how pairing it with nutrition, um, with even, she kind of gave examples of like, how your mood is when you're like, kind of gloomy and sad and be warm and cozy and how all of that actually is part of how we were designed to be. And so listening to our cycles is so, so important and knowing them. So she dives all into that and it is so informative. We loved it. And we also are so excited to announce that Erin actually is gifting our listeners $200 off her three-month one-on-one program. And all she asks you to do is to mention that you heard her on the Four Mama podcast. And then you get the discount. So we really encourage you guys to take advantage of that. It is so amazing and she is incredible. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We are your hosts, Tessa and Shayna. We are sisters, mothers, and doulas and are passionate about living an intentional life in all things motherhood. This podcast exists to create community as we learn how to delight in motherhood together. Join us weekly as we chat with women about anything and everything from non-toxic living to women's health to feeding our families and our favorite topic of all, birth. We are so glad you're here. Please keep in mind that the views of our guests might not necessarily reflect our own and vice versa. This is not medical advice. We always encourage you to do your own research and make an informed decision. Let's get to it. Well, hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Shayna. And I'm Tessa. And we are so glad you guys are joining us today. We are. We have such an amazing guest full of so much vital, vital information for all of us ladies. So Erin, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself a little bit, us about your background and what you do. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here and talk about all things like women's health and fertility. Super excited. So my name is Erin McIntyre. I am a registered dietitian. Um, I also specialize in functional medicine. So I take a functional approach to nutrition, which kind of just means, you know, we're looking uh, deeper, we're looking into root causes, we're looking at the whole person. Um, So we really kind of dig a little bit deeper. And I started my journey um, into nutrition just because I really wanted to do just that, kind of like solve health issues at the root and not Mm -hmm. kind of just, you know, put a Band-Aid over something or just kind of, you know, oh, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll fix it up really quick, but not really get to the root cause of what's going on and how we can actually heal ourselves through food. And that empowerment piece, I think, is so um, important to me. Um, so especially for women, you know, just, I mean, I didn't learn anything about my body. And as I, you know, kind of grew up, I was having some issues, just reproductive issues, like gynecological issues, hormone issues. And I really just didn't know what was going on. And no one was really telling me what I wanted to hear, like, oh, there's a natural approach to this. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of just took my own journey into, you know, nutrition and um, women's health and kind of started with myself. And that's, you know, a lot of times how it goes with people, mm-hmm. right? We're our own, our own body is our first experiment. Um, totally. So I got really passionate about helping women kind of solve hormonal issues. And then I got really interested in fertility and learning about fertility mm-hmm. really just blew my mind and just unlocked mm-hmm. this other level of like women's health and, and also just like health of future generations and like chronic disease management. And just, it just 
is so impactful. And so I really, um, yeah, I help, I help women and couples, um, you know, with their fertility, with preconception, um, with learning about their bodies and their cycles and just kind of taking a very broad perspective approach to all things, women's health and fertility. So that's a little background. So cool. I love it. I love it. You're like our favorite person to talk to. Yes. Like <laughs> I know. Food like, in our bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finding the root cause. This is all we want. And yeah. honestly, yeah. my husband always gets frustrated at me when I'm like, I ask, um, you know, a doctor back in mm-hmm. the day, my son's pediatrician, like, oh, well, what, what would be the cause of this? Oh, yeah. you know, we don't really know, but you can just do this instead. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like, yep. like that infuriates me. Oh yeah. And so he's you like, know. why are you getting mad at like, you know, he's going to answer that way. Why are you getting mad yeah. at that? And like, then why are you even asking? And I was like, because mm. I'm like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But then it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you're just, it's forced. And I feel like COVID has forced so many of us, right. Of just like, okay, post COVID, like so many more people are feeling empowered, right. To take mm-hmm. hold of their lives and their health and their bodies and uh, just informed consent and all those things. So it's so yeah. cool. You're totally radical. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yes. But tell us a little bit, just yes. how does that look? So if you're helping women kind of with that preconception or just like even just within their cycles, because you do mm-hmm. all of it, tell us a little bit about nutrition and kind of that preconception, you know, journey. How does that look and how can you pair like food with health? Kind of yeah. heal your body yeah. and like yes. all of it. Yeah. And this, it's a really interesting topic because I think so many people, especially, I mean, women and men both don't understand that this is a, such a crucial period. They're like, oh, I just, you know, I just, you know, get up birth control. And then I'm like, I want to get pregnant. So I just get pregnant. And then I'm like, then I'm in, interested in my nutrition, right? Cause I'm growing this right, baby yes. inside me, but the preconception period is so vital. So, so, so vital. And that's something that I'm really passionate about spreading is <laughs> like yes. the three to six months slash longer, you know, the longer that you focus on this preconception period, um, the better, you know, the more time mm-hmm. you can devote to it, the better. Um, but minimum three months, three months is how long the uh, egg takes to fully develop. So mm-hmm. within those minimum of three months, we can improve egg quality. Same for sperm, you know, within sperm takes about 74 days to fully mature. So in that 74 days minimum, we can make an impact on sperm health. Mm-hmm. So then we're really, really impacting egg health, sperm health. Ideally, we would want to, you know, focus on our health for a year, you know, longer if we can. Totally. Um, yes. Just because we want, we want our nutrient stores to be full. You know, we want to make sure we're absorbing nutrients through our guts. We want to make sure that our gut health is supported. Um, we want to make sure our hormones are balanced. You know, a lot of, there's a huge blood sugar piece there, which, um, we work Mm -hmm. in a lot of nutrition with blood sugar, making sure that your blood sugar is balanced. Um, cause blood sugar has a very, uh, a very important effect on egg quality. Um, also inflammation, you know, lowering inflammation, we can lower inflammation through the diet, having, you know, kind of low and low inflammatory foods or anti-inflammatory foods and taking away more inflammatory foods so that we can have, um, this less oxidative stress in the body, which can kind of destroy egg and sperm cells. Um, so, you know, from nutrient deficiencies, you know, making sure you're well-nourished to, you know, having a regular cycle and having your hormones balanced and your blood sugar balanced to making sure that your digestion is flowing well and you're getting enough fiber for, you know, your elimination to be, to be you know, flowing well. All of these systems, mm-hmm. you know, are influenced by nutrition and they're all the foundations of our health. So, you know, fertility and health are just one in the same. Like Mm -hmm. if you are supporting your overall health, if you are like a, you know, optimally healthy person, then your fertility will improve. Like it will, you will be more fertile. They are kind of, they kind of go hand in hand there. So it's Mm kind of nice to just think of it that way instead of like, oh, my fertility, I have to do like all these interesting, weird, like, you know, things that... I've never heard about before. Whereas like, just, just kind of be healthy, 
<laughs> you know, just right. like think about overall health. Like, are you moving your body? Are you hydrating? Are you getting nutrient dense foods? Are you going to the bathroom regularly? Like these are all basic mm-hmm. kind of things that Vital we want signs. to support. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So kind of boiling mm-hmm. it down to that, but we have, there's, you know, in all aspects, nutrition plays a yeah. huge role. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Okay. No, no, go for I was going to say, I love it because we're on the same page with you, obviously with everything you just said. And just like, again, fertility being the sign, like a vital sign of health, right? right? Yes. Uh, which is such mm-hmm. a beautiful thing because our bodies were designed to, you know, have children and to mm-hmm. have, you know, eggs and sperm and, you know, everything, the whole ovulation yeah. cycle and everything. But how has the definition, because we're on the same track with you of like the idea of like what health is and eating well mm-hmm. is, how has that changed yeah. in the culture? And I feel like it is, there's a big shift, obviously, that people are becoming more aware, I think really thanks to social media, but mm-hmm. how has the shift changed from, you know, low cal, high cardio, non-fat, yeah. fat-free, blah, blah, sugar-free. Tell us about that. Just sure. salad, salad, green juice to yeah. egg yolk and liver and sourdough and eating, mm-hmm. you know, raw cheeses and milk. So tell us. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, you're so right because, you know, someone can say, oh, what, what is health? Like someone would say, right. oh, well, healthy is, yeah, eating salad and detoxing and green juice and, you know, not eating any fat or yeah. eating carbs. Like, I can yep. see how like, you know, people are like, that's what healthy is, right? But for su- mm-hmm. for supporting your fertility, right? We need, we need nutrient dense foods. So nutrient density is just kind of like, we want, you know, healthy fats. We want healthy carbs. We want good protein. Like we need those macronutrients. We need all of those macronutrients and we need them to be nutrient dense, filled with vitamins and minerals. So there are certain Mm -hmm. foods that, you know, lack a lot of vitamins and minerals. And there are certain foods that have a lot of vitamins and minerals. So we're looking to incorporate more of those foods that are higher in those vitamins and minerals so that we're getting those into our body. Um, So foods, like you said, you know, healthy fats, like the egg yolks, like the dairy, you know, like the, um, you know, full fat dairy, you know, the grass fed butter, the the well-sourced proteins and meats and and Mm -hmm. seafoods, um, those are very, very good for fertility um, because they have, you know, those healthy fats, they're packed full of vitamins and nutrients and minerals that you don't get in a lot of other foods. So if you're kind of, you know, taking away full food groups, it's likely that you're going to be nutrient deficient in in something. So Mm -hmm. those nutrient deficiencies can then lead to issues later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's, I mean, we can kind of go into all of those, you know, macronutrients, but it's, yeah, it's like, you know, getting your vitamins and minerals through fruits and vegetables, through well-sourced animal proteins and fats, um, you know, carbohydrate sources, like whole carbohydrate sources, like, you know, potatoes and, and root veggies and whole grains. Um mm-hmm. You know, those are kind of like the the meat and potatoes, you know, so to speak. Literally. Like nutritious diet. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what are your like top five, like your favorite nutrient-dense foods? Like what is it you're like non-negotiable? Mm. Either you're consuming them every day or someone's coming to yes. you and they, they want to start eating more this way. What would be like the five? You're like, mm-hmm. this is just what we're starting Start with here. and then slowly build up. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love to recommend eggs. I think eggs Mm -hmm. are a really great um, source of protein, healthy fats, choline, which you don't find in a lot of foods. It's really Mm -hmm. high in choline. Um, So eggs are one of those foods that I highly recommend that people, especially women, eat daily if you can and, you know, well-sourced if possible. Um, and make sure they eat the yolk, not just the white, because the yolk has all the good stuff in it. Um, so yep. eggs, eggs, egg yolks, um, salmon, like wild, wild salmon, or like any kind of fatty fish, like sardines or anchovies, or you know the ones that people don't typically like, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but salmon is typically one that people can you know get get on board with. Um, so yeah. all those like really good omega-3 fatty acids, um, which is very anti-inflammatory. 
so having some kind of, you know, those, those fatty fish in your diet is really, is a really good one. Um, also like leafy greens, like anything dark, dark leafies are really, are really good. They're really high in folate, um, which is a really important nutrient for fertility. Um, that's one. And then also I really love to recommend just berries, just like all types of colorful berries. Those are also really rich in antioxidants, which are really help, helpful for lowering the inflammation and, and kind of healing our, our cells. So those are some foods that are kind of like staples um, yeah. that I like to recommend. But yeah, there's all kinds of, you know, and just like colorful, there's like color, yes. like just eat colors. Yes. That's something that I think is kind of easier to kind of, oh, colors. Okay. Let me like find different color foods, you know, cause you're getting a right. wide range of vitamins and minerals and nutrients that way and different phytonutrients by just having different colors in your diet. So yeah, those cool. are some ways to start. Awesome. So yeah, hmm. starting off your just journey. I love that you kind of give the timeline minimum three months recommended six mm -hmm. months or plus. Right. So even yeah. if it's like, okay, you're just someone who, you know, you're thinking about conceiving and you want to, but you've been on the pill you said for 10 mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. and you're just kind of yeah. learning about stuff of like, Hey, maybe this isn't the way I want to go anymore. You get off the pill. You're starting out your journey. Those are just such good, just kind of foundational steps of like, okay, we are trying our fertility journey is our health journey. And that's exactly. Yes. So it's just, it's just, and just understanding lifestyle. that timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Understanding that timeline, I think is really important because people are, you just, if you don't know like why you're doing something, I think it's hard to buy in you know? Mm -hmm. So if someone's just like, Oh, just start eating healthier. And then you'll get, you know, it's like, this is why we recommend three months minimum. This is why we recommend six months, you know, or more, you know, kind of get people the education piece, I think is really important to get the buy-in of like, Oh, this is why I'm, I'm really focusing on this for this amount of time. Exactly. Totally. And I think it's important mm -hmm. too, because if you, let's say you got off the pill or whatever, you're just like, I'm going to start trying you know, I say that loosely. I don't mm -hmm. love using that word, but you decide right. that you want to begin the process of starting a family. And then it's six months in and you're like, I don't understand why I'm not pregnant. It sometimes gives mm -hmm. us a little bit of relief, I feel like, because when you go to a doctor, they'll say, well, if you've tried, and I'm using air quotes, tried for a year with natural methods and it hasn't worked, well, then you're infertile and we're going to have to start other yeah. things, you know? And I just think those right. labels are so harsh. And then we mm -hmm. get in our head and, and, you know, what we believe, what we think, then manifests in our body. I know we all know that. So sure. I think... I think this is so empowering of like, take a second, like your body needs three months to begin to prepare, mm -hmm. right? And obviously we know women that get pregnant when they're on the pill or like it just, when your body's ready, your body's ready, but giving your body that mm -hmm. grace to prepare, I think is something that we've lost. And we're so like, I just want to get pregnant and mm -hmm. I want to get pregnant now. So I love that you're bringing awareness yes. to that. And just that, that timeline will look different for every family and every couple and give your body the grace that it needs. So I love that. And I just wanted to it will. touch on it. Yeah, I think, I don't know if you want to spend a little more time on this, but I think that, um, you know, we're not really given the tools as women or as couples when we're trying to conceive, right? We're not given the tools or they're just like, oh, go up birth right. control and try. So we're not right. given any of the tools to ensure that we're even doing it right. <laughs> like, are we right. even having sex on the right days? Like, do we even understand totally. our, our fertile window? Like, you know, when coming off the pill, you have to consider a lot of things, underlying issues, you know, your hormones are all out of whack. They got to kind of start up again. We're not told any of these things that we might have nutrient deficiencies from the pill or from yep. hormone, hormonal birth control. So then, yeah, to say like, oh, you've been trying for six months or a year. And so you're infertile when like you weren't even given the tools to begin with, then it just like, it's just a really unfortunate um, process that we totally. put women and couples through. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Can I ask too, because I think this would be pretty helpful. So when um, a woman is getting off the pill, mm -hmm. what is... Or any hormonal birth control. Any, yes, any. But mm -hmm. I know they're going to be all a little bit different. Right. And I feel like yeah. right now, like IUD and the pill are still pretty like, I don't know, popular. Um, yeah. But again, I was like, I say I think because I've never was on it. I don't, even, I don't know. But yeah, you're like, I have no idea. When they, you're so, you're a unicorn. <laughs> you're so rare. <laughs> but when they are getting off, it's like, okay, what, mm -hmm. what does that look like? What can they expect of like, because again, we know 
the women who have gotten pregnant on the pill, gotten pregnant the first month they get off the pill, have tried for five mm-hmm. years after. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. right, this range sure. is so great. And it feels so daunting of like, where do I even start? And I'm going to say like the majority yeah. of the world right now doesn't know about practitioners like you, knowing that there's mm-hmm. like a whole body approach and you're going to really look at the whole body and you're not just going to look mm-hmm. at one thing. And that's huge, right? So not just looking like, oh yeah, you have a healthy cervix, you have your um what's it called when you get checked your pap smear you're healthy you can go Mm -hmm. ahead and try having kids yeah go Mm -hmm. ahead Mm -hmm. right so just what can like someone like kind of if you you know if we're okay to talk about this just like what can they expect a little bit when they're coming off the pill and they're kind of faced with like all right we're trying to now regulate these hormones yeah supporting that is so important right and not living maybe how you were living before to try to actually support your hormones. What does that look like for like women who are trying to? Consume? Yeah. I mean, this is a whole other, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I know. Just, there's so many Too topics much. and it's so amazing. <laughs> like, no, it's great. I love it. I love this topic because I think it's so important because so many women are on hormonal birth control or have been on hormonal birth control or wanting to get off of it. And just mm-hmm. like that whole process is very confusing. And, um, so this is something I'm also really passionate about, you know, is like helping women like transition off of birth control and like figure out what their body's doing and like get more in touch with their natural cycle. Like that's something that I'm really mm-hmm. passionate about. So I think it really depends like different. Yeah. Like you said, like different hormonal birth controls, you know, they have different mechanisms, mechanisms of action. So they, you know, maybe act on different, you know, parts of the body hormones, like they're kind of doing different things, but in general, for me, I'm always thinking about like, why did you go on the birth control to begin with? Like, were you having symptoms beforehand? Like, would you go on because you're having painful periods or you were having heavy periods or you were having, you know, these symptoms or acne or like a lot of times, you know, the, the pill is prescribed or hormonal birth control is prescribed to mask symptoms. And Mm -hmm. yes, it's to prevent pregnancy, but a lot of the times it's just, it's what's given to you no matter what. It's like, oh, it's just the cure-all for every, every gynecological issue known to man. (laughs) You know, it's kind of what it is. It's like, oh, you're having this, you're having that, you're having this, you're having that. Here's the, here's this, here's the pill, you know, Mm -hmm. or birth control. So it's like, I like to think about like, well, what were your periods like before you got on birth control? That can help us kind of understand like what's going on underlying, you know, so you can kind of predict a little bit more kind of what's going to happen when you come off because those yeah. imbalances are probably still underlying or worse because you're, you've now been masking them for 10 years. So, yeah. Yeah. and not really fixing yeah. or addressing the root, the root issue of why you went on the pill, you know, to begin with. Um, so there's a lot of things to consider and every, every person, you know, who comes off of uh, hormonal birth control, their journey will look different, right. Based Mm -hmm. on what's going on with their body, how long they've been on it, you know, what those underlying things are going on. So ultimately I kind of like to tell women to prepare their body a little bit before coming off of birth control, just so you're supporting the gut, you know, you're supporting your blood sugar, you're, you're doing kind of those protective supportive things, like kind of implementing those before you come off so that your transition is a little bit, um, easier, you know, so to speak, and then giving your body, you know, at least three months to kind of you know, just even figure out what's going on again, because the communication is just kind of like stopped. So you have to give your body Mm. time to like kind of get the communication going again and like figure out what's going on. So I would say like, you know, whatever happens, like just give it some time, like don't expect this to be great right away. You know, just, I think setting Mm -hmm. the expectation, I think is really huge. Um, And a lot of women, you know, they don't have their periods for months after they get off birth control. And it's just kind of every, every journey is unique in that way. But I think the same principles are at, at play, you know, like replenishing your nu- nutrition stores, you know, getting on maybe like a good prenatal multivitamin to kind of just help replenish and really supporting the gut and um, probably getting on like a nice supportive probiotic just over that transition time because the <laughs> birth control can really affect your your gut and your nutrient stores. So those can be some things to to do kind of before coming off so that you have an easier transition. Awesome. That's so helpful. Yeah. That is really helpful. Just so yeah, there is I like though you gave the answer because that's what I was going to ask you. Like in your opinion, what's better? 
to go cold turkey mm-hmm. or to ease off yeah. or <laughs> even some women I know taper off while they're supporting their body mm-hmm. right and they slowly just wean themselves off some do a lot yeah. do the cold turkey yeah. I'm just gonna stop yes. I'm just throwing it away I'm not doing it and then they're mm-hmm. literally in buckets of tears like what is wrong with yeah. me you're like well honey mm-hmm. your body you have yeah. your body has told yourself like you do not ovulate like that communication between mm-hmm. your you know uterus and brain yeah they haven't been given that opportunity like you have yeah. to rewire it's so I know and it's such a hard it is a hard process because you know this is kind of transitioning to a different topic but you know if you're not ovulating you're not making progesterone which is a really protective calming soothing relaxing hormone and so if you're just coming Mm -hmm. off of birth control you're not going to be making progesterone right away or you're not going to making it well. So you're going to be in like a kind of, you know, you're not knowing that you're going into this, but you're kind of going to be in like a depressed mood. Like you're not going to feel good. You might have mood swings, you know, cause you're not producing this progesterone because you're not ovulating right away typically. Um, mm. so the body kind of takes time to like start producing that progesterone again and like get back into ovulation, you know, it just, so you might have like that really kind of steep dip decline and like just yeah. not feeling good at all. Wow. That makes mm-hmm. so much sense. And that was a perfect segue into the next <laughs> thing we wanted to cover. And I'm like, wait, you're go, welcome. Karen. <laughs> She's like, I'm ready. But we wanted to talk about our cycles and the different parts yes. of our cycles because it's something like I will say we did learn or that was something our mom did teach us was talking about it. Lucky Obviously, you. we didn't but but I say that very loosely of like, yes, yeah, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. She did that because you know, she was like, you know, your cervical mucus, this is what this means. This is what this means. And she's also nice. a big, like, cheerleader of like, you do not go on birth control. Like she wow. was, but she was like traditionally like it's the classic, like classic Catholic who what didn't go on hmm. birth control. Got it. Um, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. like did fam from the beginning of time. Like okay. that she yeah, That's amazing. Had, okay. We, I was like, we, there's seven of us. So people always are like, she didn't know how to have any kind of control over her cycle, <laughs> but she with every kid. She knew. Was, she knew what was going on. She knew. She it was planned. knew. Wow. She wanted, we were all the impressive. Four, the first four were two years apart, like pretty wow. seamless. And then there was mm-hmm. a break between four and five only because they didn't know if they wanted four to five. And then mm-hmm. another break because my dad and was they like, wanted more. we're done. <laughs> and then yeah. they're like, we're not done. <laughs> and then five to six was four years. Wow. Yep. And then six to seven That's was amazing. 18 months or maybe no, like 20. Almost two years. Okay. It was under. But she wow. she did it. Like that was every pregnancy was purposeful. Yes. Um mm-hmm. and, and natural method. Like from from, you mm-hmm. know, early seventies, eighties. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so. very impressive, I must say. Well, I wasn't even trying to say that, it. like tooting our own <laughs> tooting my mom's I love horn. It though. But I was yeah. I was saying it of like even though we did have an understanding, there's still mm-hmm. so much of cycles. And obviously we're not right. going to dive into all this, but the luteal phase versus like all of these things that yeah. our body does and goes into and prepares and we hibernate a little bit more and then we're creative and we have all of these beautiful, beautiful, intricate details. But mm-hmm. it's something that I'm like, we should have pride in. Like we just, but so many of us do not even yes. understand that there are protective mechanisms in our body that when you are mm-hmm. on your period, like your body's telling you to literally rest. And mm-hmm. how many of us are just because we're in a, a man's world, you know, and we're on their cycle, yeah. which is 24 hours sure. versus on a 28 day cycle. So if you yep. could dive into that a little bit, and I know this is such a big topic. So however you kind of want to go about yeah. that, but just crash course. Yeah. yeah crash coursing <laughs> on like our cycle, you know, and just how just magnificent. <laughs> specifically ovulation i would say let's make a plug just everyone will be following Mm -hmm. you on instagram afterwards anyways but you do such an amazing job on your instagram of really giving examples uh yes um leaning into whether the mood or the food or the exercise Mm -hmm. such a good job with that so i think i love the visual so yeah. go yes. follow Aaron M Wellness. That's yeah. what it's right. Aaron M Wellness and <laughs> yes. and Instagram. <laughs> we'll link yes. it. Yeah. But y'all, yeah, those are those are really fun to make. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna have some fun with this content. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So helpful. Yeah, our cycles. I mean, they're just they're just so important. Like we said before, like they're our vital sign, you know, and they're like we really need to like understand them. 
Like, and, and as I mean, for my personal experience, it's been so empowering to learn about my cycle and learn about what's going on in my body and like what hormones are doing what, when, and why, and like, what is this, you know, like what's going on in there? Um, and so it is really empowering to learn about it. So I encourage everyone to, to learn, you know, just, just dive into something, something educational about your cycle. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll, d- I'll definitely give like a little crash course and then maybe we can like, you know, kind of talk about whatever sounds delicious. Um, so delicious. the first, yeah, the first, the first day of your, of your cycle is your, the first day of your period or your bleed. So that's day number one of your cycle. So during your, you know, period, that's considered your menstrual phase. So that's kind of like phase one of your cycle is your menstrual phase when you're bleeding. Then you shift into the follicular phase, which is kind of your body is preparing the follicles or the eggs for um, ovulation. So this is kind of like building up, building up those stores, you know, kind of, you know, getting all those eggs ready, picking the picking the, the special egg that we're going to ovulate. That's the, the follicular phase. And then kind of in the middle of the cycle around day 15, everyone's different, um, obviously, when you ovulate. Then like the main event of the, of the whole cycle is ovulation, when the egg is released. So this is what we, this is what we've done, you know, we've done all this hard work, you know, to get to this point of ovulation. And this is like the peak of our, of our cycle. Um, and this is when, you know, we're feeling really energized. Maybe we're feeling kind of sexy. Maybe we're in the mood for sex because this is the time that we're, we're fertile, you know, when, when we're ovulating. Um, but it's a very, it's kind of a short, it's a shorter period. It's like a five day, you know, this is a five day phase, the ovulation phase. And then we go into the second half of our cycle, which is called the luteal phase. And the luteal phase is the longest, um, or it should be the longest. It's usually around 14 days. It can be, you know, more or less. Um, and the luteal phase, I kind of like to think of in two parts, kind of like the first half of the luteal phase, like the first week, and then the second half of the luteal phase, the second week. And the first half of the luteal phase, we're still kind of like feeling it. We're like our hormones will still are still kind of kind of high. We have that progesterone rising. We, we kind of like feel good. Um, and then we kind of start to want to slow down and, and kind of like hibernate a little bit and get more reflective and kind of go into that whole menstrual cycle again, where we, like you said, we want to kind of, you know, be really uh, solitary and we want to rest and we want to kind of just go in inward. Um, so that's kind of like, that's a little short, you know, uh, cliff notes of kind of what, just like the phases and how, how they're ordered. Um, and it's really fun to think about the phases of the cycle in terms of the seasons. I really like to think of the cycles and seasons because then we can like get that visual and be like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. So like the menstrual phase is the inner winter. So that winter, you know, everything's cold outside. You just want to be like warm and cozy and like sleeping on the couch and like napping and resting like that inner winter. And then the follicular phase is the inner spring, you know, where we kind of come out of that um, hibernation and we're like, oh yeah, okay. Like, this is fun. I can like live life again and do fun things and be creative (laughs) and, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, try new things. I kind of, it's kind of that like, um, curiosity refreshed, and creativity, yeah. kind of playfulness, refreshed yes. kind of comes with that, um, inner spring and then ovulation is inner summer. So like that bright sun, you know, just like out there doing things like being really active, you know, all that like high energy. Um, and then the luteal phase is that inner, inner autumn, um, or inner fall. And it's kind of that, yeah, preparing again for the winter a little bit, you know, kind of turning inward a little bit, you know, maybe being a little bit more cozy and more reflective and, and, and those types of things. So, um, I really like how, you know, with, within our menstrual cycle, we have those, um, just those beautiful kind of, you know, mirrors in nature that we can look to for guidance and support. Yes. It's a lot more positive, I think, when you think about mm-hmm. it that way or encouraging. Yeah. Um, because when you realize that every part has a reason, I think a lot of us yes. just like grew up like, and again, like even though we understood it, like we were just told like 
periods are painful. When you bleed, mm-hmm. it's like the worst time of your life. You're going to, our mom had yeah. horrendous ones, like throwing up, passing mm-hmm. out on the, tw- yes. it's like passing blood mm-hmm. clots. And so you're like, okay, yeah. this is normal. But I think mm-hmm. when we take a step back and as I love practice, like you just bringing such an awareness of holistically of like, well, actually our bodies weren't created to go through a -hmm. week of hell and then you're just bracing for the next week and you know like shark week whatever terrible thing people call it um but Mm -hmm. I love that positive like there is a reason just like every season changes Mm -hmm. and turns and has its own beautiful attributes and characteristics so does our cycle and it exactly mirrors nature we're we're a representation of nature and I love that and so beautiful and encouraging and that was a beautiful eloquent concise crash course so thank you for that. <laughs> <I hope> so. <laughs> um yeah. are there any like either it's practitioners or books or even apps you like to ha- have people track. download to kind of track your fa- uh, cycle or learn about it are there anything that you're like yes like read this book or listen to this podcast what are there anything like that that you would yeah. suggest For sure. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's so many great, great things out there, great supportive tools, um, you know, that you can, that you can use, but I, there's some books, um, that I personally love. I really love the fifth vital sign is a really good one. You know, it's by Lisa Henderson, Jack, and that's really just going into everything, your period, everything, your menstrual cycle. Um, so if you really just want to like dive in and, you know, get all the, all the, great, you know, information, very educational. She's also a fertility awareness um, method practitioner and coach. And so she's really deep into all of, all of that cycle awareness, you know, for, for tracking your cycle and all of your fertile signs and all of that. So that's a really good one. Um, Period repair manual is another good one by Lara Bryden. Um, She kind of goes more deeply into like, okay, like, if your symptoms, you know, if, what symptoms are you experiencing? Why? What could be the reason? Let's go into it deeper. So if you're like, I'm having these symptoms, like that can kind of be a good a good place for you to look. Um, and if you're really just like wanting to like feel into the femininity and beauty of your cycle, I really like Wild Power. That's a really fun mm. one too. Um, and that's by Alexandra Pope and Shawnee. Wurlitzer, I think is how you pronounce her last name. Um, and they have a whole menstruality podcast and school and just really cool tools on their website. So, um, they're really good resources for just the menstrual cycle and like feeling into that, like empowerment of like being a woman and like having this, having your cycle be like a a form of power. Um, Mm -hmm. so those are great for tracking. I really encourage, you know, getting just tracking, getting to know your cycle, like tracking, um, you know, a lot of women have, you know, apps that track their periods, but don't necessarily track ovulation. And we really Mm -hmm. want to confirm ovulation because we can have, we can have cycles where we bleed, but we didn't ovulate. So that's possible. Um, so it's really Mm -hmm. important to not only track your cycle, but also track ovulation and that you need to kind of do some more tracking for that. Um, Mm -hmm. so like, I really like the natural cycles app, um, and you have Mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, do a few other things. You have to track your basal body temperature or like different fertile signs, but that's a really good one for really confirming ovulation, which is really important, especially for fertility, obviously, but for any, anyone, any woman, Mm -hmm. even if you're not trying to get pregnant, ovulation is very important. I really want to make that clear. Yes. Um, and the MyFlow app is really fun for like kind of just learning about like, oh, what foods are good for this phase or like what exercise is good for this phase or what's my energy like in this phase, like kind of getting to know each phase in a little bit more of like a intuitive way. Um, mm-hmm. I like that one a lot. Um, and one other, I know I'm like going on a tangent, but I like to no, give people options. Perfect. So <laughs> yes, this is wonderful. Hopefully it's I'm good. just writing it down. Um, good. <laughs> I really, I really, I found this beautiful tool that I've really been enjoying working with. It's called the Cycled Journal, and it's a it's a journal that has the whole year, 
And it's like, you can journal in it. It tracks all your symptoms. It tracks your, like how you're feeling. Like it tells you all like the, where the moon is and what season you're in. And like, it's really interactive and beautiful and just like a really lovely way to connect to your cycle. Um, so I, I highly recommend the cycles journal for like a more just like kind of intimate, fun approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then podcasts, um, fertility Friday is a good one. Um, that sex chick is a good one. I really like her. It's not really specific to like menstruation or, you know, fertility, but she goes into a lot of different topics and she's just amazing. So I really like her podcast and she does touch on uh, women's health issues a lot. So she's really great too. So those are just a few of my faves. There's a lot of good ones. Those were amazing resources. Thank yeah. you. I think yeah. the My Flow app is that the that one is really cool. I'll use My Flow. That one I, mm-hmm. really, like. I, I really like the journal. Yeah, idea. that's beautiful. Yeah. Because even in My Flow, I'll like write in my, the notes section of like mm-hmm. feeling really stressed. You can say like they have all the symptoms and you can check, but like I'll like write in more. Um, yeah. Because you really want to remember how you're feeling that day. You should check it out. Mm -hmm. It's such a beautiful, beautiful journal. Like she put so much love into it. So I highly recommend it. So nice. I think it's Mm -hmm. cool too how everything, it's very much our mentality and it sounds like it's just how you present everything so far that we're able to see. But it's like living intentionally um, and Mm -hmm. being a part of the journey and not letting it it's very similar to how we view birth and how we approach mamas with preparing for birth of like, you're not going to get wrecked by contractions. Like you don't let it mm. wreck you. That's not what's happening. Yeah. You are a part of it. You are inviting it. You are surrendering mm. and you are, you understand what's happening to your right. body. You're not in chaos, right? With your hands mm-hmm. up. Like I have no idea what's happening when right. you are, that's yeah. when your body takes over and it's fight or flight. Right. And so I think it's really cool because everything you're mentioning, whether it's, preparing for fertility and conception um or just within your cycle it's like being a part of the journey being empowered knowing mm-hmm. um knowing your cycle is huge but not just again like why am i so depressed oh i'm so depressed right like, i feel so depressed like i don't know what's wrong with me like it's a lot of that of like oh you do know actually why you're feeling really low <laughs> right yeah. now and there's a reason we're for intuitive we we're very support. intuitive beings yeah. you know and just yes. kind of taking the time to like to like create that relationship with yourself mm-hmm. is Absolutely. so huge. And I think that the menstrual cycle is such a good tool for that, right? To re- yeah. to connect with yourself, to, you know, just remember all those things, that intuition is there within you. Um, yeah. And it takes time. And it is. It takes time. It does take time. It, right? it does. It takes a but, lot of time. And it, in the yeah. best way. <laughs> like we have to like mm-hmm. think about like, because even like, this week I was processing about my ovulation. I'm like, okay, like, you know, it says this is when I ovulated. And I was like, well, it's yeah. wrong. I ovulated yesterday uh-huh. and I knew it. Right. I, you know, like you feel mm-hmm. it. But you if do. you're going by the tracking of that, you're like, oh, okay, well, I ovulated. So I'm, I'm good here. I, you know, I'm going to have sex here. We're not going to get pregnant. But right. that, that would be wrong. Right. So people even learning how yes. it feels to ovulate now post hormonal birth control. Um, Yes, Herman, I know it's so hard to say. Um, post that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like actually knowing what that feels like really changes, yes. and it changes post babies. Um, it changed mm-hmm. a lot for me post babies. So but, it changes so much post right? babies. Oh my gosh, yeah. To me, it became a lot more intense. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I would use that word intense. And it, honestly, now yeah. I don't have, and I know you're the same. Like we don't have painful periods mm-hmm. like we grew up having, mm-hmm. like our you know yeah. years and years. So yes. We don't have painful periods, and that's been again how we've been supporting ourselves with eating and um everything with nutrition and minerals, and, you know everything. But my yeah. ovulation, I'm like, this is intense. Like I feel it. And yesterday, and I ate really bad food yesterday. Yeah, and it made mm-hmm. it worse. You feel it. And I, yes. I was so mm-hmm. mad at myself because I was like, why did I not think about it? Like my husband suggested a takeout spot. I was like, sure, that's easy, whatever. I'm like over in and out. I'm kidding. No. Dave's hot chicken. When's the last Ooh. time? I'm sorry. Don't even. You're like, I don't even know what that is. So, I, that <laughs> like sounds, sounds really, really good. good right now, though. <laughs> you guys, it, he got it super spicy. It replaced oh. my actual like stomach. I was oh, no. in, like the intense ovulation feeling. And then I'm like, yeah, I am rugged and I have sick kids. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
I know it's true. I, I mean, the, the more you get in tune with your body, the more you sense those, those, that feedback, right? The more yeah, you're like, oh, totally okay. I could feel this so much more now. Cause I'm just like more yeah. aware and I'm more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so bum. true. It's a bummer sometimes. I was going to say, I think it is a bummer. Something we get Sometimes, yes. lot, um, within our world of just working with mamas is if women are trying, they want to conceive. They've had a baby mm-hmm. and they have not had their period come back. And it's been anywhere from a year to 18 months. And very, like, we hear it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Again, there's so much to that. We know that. And they should be calling you mm-hmm. and they're going to. Um, <laughs> they are going to. But <laughs> what is that like? What's the first thing you think of when you hear of a mom who already had a baby um, mm-hmm. and has not, her period has not returned? What, what, do, what comes I to guess, mind for you? Yeah, it depends. Like, you know, for breastfeeding, like it can really vary for, you know, when periods will return. Because um, when you're breastfeeding, you, you make prolactin, which, you know, inhibits ovulation. So um, mm-hmm. everyone's kind of different. But in, mm-hmm. in the postpartum period, that's actually when your nutritional needs are the highest. So I think a lot of women are like, rushing to like get back to the weight that they were before. Like they have this societal pressure, like this internal pressure to like bounce back when this is Mm -hmm. the most energy intensive period of the whole, of your whole life. This is the most energy intensive period after giving birth in the postpartum period. So I think a lot of times there's nutrient deficiencies and women just aren't eating enough. And there's this, it's called hypothalamic amenorrhea where you're just not you're not getting enough to have a period. Um, so I think, you know, really focusing on replenishing your nutrient stores, really focusing on your recovery, really focusing on just like, you know, getting, yeah, getting that proper nutrition, like enough calories, enough nutrients, enough vitamins and minerals so that your body is like, okay, cool. Like we can do this again. Cause otherwise it's going to be like, nah, like we're not going to do that again. It's protecting <laughs> you, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually really interesting how much, yeah, like in pregnancy, like you don't need as many calories as you do as after giving birth. You need more calories. Yep. Yeah. We harp on it, girl. (laughs) Especially if you're breastfeeding. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you're breastfeeding, eat more food than you think. It's like comical. Yeah. Because like even today we'll be eating and I'm like talking to my husband and he eats, um, he eats a lot of food. He does. And he's very Mm -hmm. good about eating like protein and like he, he eats like how I eat but I'm like I'm starving (laughs) like I'm starving right now but like I I have to eat every hour and a half to two hours and I'm my son's Mm -hmm. nine months old um and then I have a two and a half year old and so of course you know I'm in the season that we all know is in the season and but it's like you Mm -hmm. like we need so much food like and especially when you're eating the food that doesn't make like yeah, now my fillers, no fillers. Mm-hmm. No, like you, I'm like, it's just protein and fiber and mm-hmm. a little, some carbs and some good fats. But it's like, I need a lot of yeah. it. Like, and I'm like, I've mm-hmm. never had more food in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I've never eaten yeah. so much. And here I am eating so much. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's just I, No, no. Yeah. I, I guess I was just saying, like, I just think that's another thing that women just don't really know is like how important that postpartum period is to like really allow yourself to, to give yourself time, <laughs> more time than you yes. think, um, yes. to kind of, yeah. you know, come back from that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I just think it goes back to kind of what you were touching on and what you said throughout this whole thing is just being in tune with your body because your body needs enough calories to have a period, to have a cycle, to yes. have, to have ovulation, to then produce life and to sustain life. And then I love how you said that the most energy intensive season is yeah. postpartum, but when mm-hmm. we've grown up and we've been told to restrict, 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 and to have yeah. you know salads, cause those are healthy and non-fat yogurt and you mm-hmm. know, no, like all these things, it's really hard when you're in your most vulnerable state to then also break out and to start kind of repatterning some things. Um, so I love that, that you're just saying like, take hold of it. And that will then continue and just evolve and change yes. and grow as you turn and, you know, with each season and cycle and then with pregnancy and then with birth. So I think it's so mm-hmm. important and empowering. And I just, I love that. And everyone needs to eat more food. 
That's yeah. what Nutrient we're saying. Dense. Sure. Nutrient dense. <laughs> this is our message. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're eating a lot of non-nutrient dense foods, like you're getting the calories, but your body is still craving nutrients. Right. So that's one of the, also the main issues is like, you know, that's what we're, another, another kind of problem is like, okay, we're eating a lot of non-nutrient dense foods and then our body's still craving the, the nutrient, the nutrients, you know? So we're eating, mm -hmm. we're now eating more things, but maybe they're not the nutrients that we need either. So we keep like eating all these calories that we don't actually need either. So there's like, there's these interesting kind of overlays and yes. ways that, that that creates an issue as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. My goodness. Karen, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been, I have learned so much. I, we love this topic and these conversations and we just so appreciate your time. So thank you so much. Before we end, how can people find you and get in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, you can find me on my website, which is www.erinm, as in Mary, wellness.com, Erin M. Wellness. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at the same handle, Erin M. Wellness. Um, so I'm across the board. You can find me places. Mostly I head on IG. Um, you can book a free call if you if you just want to chat or if you have a question or whatever. I have a, a link in my bio for, for a chat. So um, you can always, you know, reach out that way or DM me or however, however it is easiest for you guys. I appreciate you guys so much. This is so fun. Oh, oh my gosh. We, yeah. We feel so honored. This has been yes. something we've wanted, uh, for a long time. And then when we met you, we're like, she's our girl. <laughs> she's our girl. <laughs> so I love this topic. Feel this is a huge conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We will have you back on because honestly, I was like, fibroids mm -hmm. and estrogen and progesterone. Yeah. These are words that people don't know what they mean. I know. And we need you to come back. And yeah, them. let's do yes. some deep dives. So, yes. Let's like please, mm -hmm. please. Exactly. Yes. We should mini series. Yeah, mini series. Happening. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> we so appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Hey Mama. We're so thankful you decided to join us today, and we hope you go forward in your day feeling encouraged and seen. We would love it if you checked out our website as we are always putting out new digital guides to come alongside you in your journey. Here are a few ways you can connect with our community and support the show. First way is to share the show with a friend via text or Instagram. You can follow and leave a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And finally, follow us on Instagram at 4 birth and look for any updates for groups and events that we'll be hosting. We'll see you next week.